0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Sylvester Stallone is releasing a special director's cut of Rocky IV in movie theaters tomorrow for one day only. I spoke with Rocky's nemesis, Dolph Lundgren, in 2015 during the release of Creed. Oh,
1: hey. Nice talking to you.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, now, I know, I mean, there's a ton of stuff we can talk about, obviously, but um, I want to definitely want to start with War Pigs. It's coming out on Blu-ray DVD. Um, tell me a little bit about working with Chuck Liddell and Mickey Rourke and such a, you know, big-name cast like that.
1: Well, you know, first of all, uh, War Pigs is a World War II picture, and I love World War II. I'm a big fan, you know, big buff of World War II, so that was great. Um, Mickey Rourke, I know him. Well, I, I used to know him back in the 80s. Then I worked with him on Expendables, so that was fun. Chuck Liddell, of course, is a great fighter. Uh, so I look up to him for all he's accomplished. And so it was great to work with those two guys.
0: Um, you guys are this unit known as the War Pigs that are going behind uh, enemy lines with, with the Nazis, right? Give us give us a little rundown of who your character is and what the plot is.
1: Yeah, okay. I play this French Foreign Legion officer who is assigned to this small American unit of GIs that are going to go behind enemy lines and look for this cannon, this this kind of super weapon that Hitler's creating To uh, he's going to try to fire at the invasion beaches in at Paris, and uh, we have to find it and destroy it. And uh, I'm the guy who's responsible for training these kids how to fight, how to fight the Nazis.
0: Awesome, yeah. <laughs> well if you know your 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 dad or your brother or whatever likes uh, you know, war action movies, maybe a nice stuck and stuffer, so there you go.
1: I agree. Yeah, it's a fun movie. World War Two is always great and I think what's cool about this picture is it shows you how in those days, you know, you didn't have satellite imagery and all this and these kids Sometimes people are just thrown together and trained for a couple of weeks, and they have to do some really incredible stuff. You know, and they pulled it off, a lot of them. I think that was incredible by World War II. You know, it was different, different times, you know.
0: Definitely. What do you think got you... So, into World War Two. I mean, um, I know that you, you were, you know, you were born in Sweden, but do you think, uh, was it something you've always been fascinated by growing up?
1: You, you know, I think what it was, was my dad was an officer, he was uh. an army officer, and he used to lay there in bed and read about, you know, different battles, and I think he, he wrote articles about it as well. Um, he was kind of an expert, and um, I think as a kid, uh, you know, also, you, you know, it was, it was, yeah, I grew up in the 60s, so... You know, World War II wasn't that far away. I mean, now you look back at it, but in those days, it was 20 years ago, say, 1965, 1945, right? So that would be like going back to 1995 right now, which didn't seem that long ago. So obviously it was kind of in the air more in in Europe, I'm sure here as well. Um, And um, then I just um, kept it up, and I've just always been fascinated by it and what it was like, and what a huge conflict it was, and how it changed the world we live in.
0: Did you have a, a certain part of World War II that, that you enjoyed? Was there a certain battle, or a certain front? Were you more of a European front guy? I, obviously, you probably the, you said it was in the air more, but I'm sure it was even on the ground. I'm sure there was still rubble in a lot of places, too.
1: Yeah, I think there was. You know, but I think, you know, I'm fascinated by all of it. I mean, my my uh, specialties that I really like, favorites, would be, I like the the nuclear, um, the development of the atom bomb. Yeah. You know, I like that, and the Pacific and how, how it kind of influenced that conflict. I really like uh, the European conflict, of course, and especially the Normandy invasion, and Stalingrad and the Eastern Front is really interesting because the, the scale of the battles on the Eastern Front is quite interesting as well. Um, then there's another interesting thing, also you know, fascinating, how the Norwegian, um, you know, uh, saboteurs who went in there by parachute and <clears throat> blew up Hitler's heavy water plant in Norway, which yeah. could have gotten him the atom bomb, you know, before the Allies, or at least there was a certain chance of that. Was it pretty much? It was incredible that those things happened in real life.
0: It's it's fascinating that you you're so into the the idea of the you know the the atom bomb and because a lot of that you know sets up the, the nuclear buildup of the Cold War. Which did you have any idea that you know a role that you were in like Rocky IV would deal with sort of be, become one of the iconic Cold War movies in a bizarre way? A boxing movie became one of the most uh, you know important movies in, in trying to break down that Cold War.
1: Yeah. Um, well, of course, being a kid and being in it, you didn't really, I didn't really understand that. Uh, I, I did understand it a little more when it came out, because obviously it's this Cold War was still going on, and people were asking me questions about politics. And you remember I went to Berlin, for instance, for, for the release in Germany, mm-hmm. and they took pictures of me jogging by the Berlin Wall, you know. And they, <laughs> and you could see these young East German guards up in the towers kind of looking down at me going, who is that guy, you know? And (laughs) the whole thing was kind of bizarre because here I was playing a Soviet fighter but on the western side. And obviously, uh, you know, if you tried to cross in those days, you were shot dead. That was it. And so it was kind of, and you could see over. I remember... You were in some kind of some observation spot, and you could see uh. Goering's old air ministry from the Second World War. Wow, if the Russians hadn't torn it down, it was there, and it had like had like holes in it from the grenades and bullets that hit it, you know, when they're yeah. the fighting, and that was kind of eerie, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely, I would think so. Um. Have you uh. is it is it uh. have you seen the the new
1: uh. Rocky movie yet, Creed? Yeah, I went to the premiere actually a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was really good. Yeah, they did, did a great job. The director, this is a young guy, young African American guy, did a great job. And you know, the lead actor is good. Stallone is very good in it. He plays, you know, he plays an old Rocky, and he really kind of plays his age. Or well, he's actually fitter than the guy he plays in the movie. But yeah, anyway, right. I was it was a pleasure seeing it, and I was especially happy because they never showed how. Apollo, how the father, Apollo Creed, was killed. Right. Because I was a bit nervous about that, you know, how he died. I'm <laughs> the one who did it.
0: It was at the hands of, of your uh, your character, Ivan Drago, yeah.
1: yeah had, so the hands of Ivan Drago, yes.
0: Could you give us a I must break you really quick?
1: Yes, I must. <laughs> And if he, I was gonna do if he dies, he dies. To my neighbor, when I he was sitting there, you know, in the seat. But I thought, no, I should do
0: that. <laughs> Is it? A, you know, I, I, yeah, that's hilarious. No, I, yeah, I saw it too, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it, you know, it called back to the old stuff, a, you know, a good bit. But at the same time, it was it really ch- sort of charted its own path, similar similar to uh, the character Adonis in the movie. The movie itself wanted to, you know, not over rely on the past. It kind of charted its own path. I liked it. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree you know you got to take a little credit without without ivan drago there wouldn't be creed i mean you 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 started this whole <laughs> the character wouldn't exist as a fatherless uh, figure that whole storyline would not be there if not for your character so how does it feel
1: yeah, Paula would be Around, he'd be like a drunk or something, you know, <laughs> who knows. And Ivan Drago would be in uh, Siberia and slaving away in the mines for losing the fight. I don't know. Something like
0: that. <laughs> well, if Ivan Drago, um, what would he say to Adonis Creed uh, if he actually got to talk to him? And, and you know, a- after, what would he say to him?
1: <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> what- Sorry, kid. You're very weak for a young kid. No, you no, would uh, die. Now it's your turn.
0: Would, would Ivan Drago come out of retirement to face Adonis Creed? I mean, because Adonis yeah, might yeah, need
1: he, to. He would. He'd come out of retirement, alcoholism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that, I mean, obviously, obviously, that's all speculation. But if that ever did come about, and you know, if they made Creed sequels, is that something you'd be interested in? I mean, in a way, it would be the ultimate ad- Adonis. You know, it'd be a good storyline. He's got to avenge his father's death. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he looks up this old drunk in Russia and like, shoots him in the back of the head, caps him with a nine. No, I think he. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I, I, I like to see, you know, even Drago, you know, I think he should rest in peace back in the 80s. He, that's where he belongs, and that's why I think that if he's never seen again, <laughs> I think it makes it more powerful when you do see him on film.
0: <laughs> you, you'd be fine with that if he just fades up. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, we know you're busy and you got to make the rounds, so we'll we'll let you run, but we really appreciate you taking the time and especially telling Adonis, if he dies, he dies. That was hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, well, nice talking to you, and hopefully we'll talk soon.
0: Wouldn't you know it, three years later, Lundgren did decide to return as Ivan Drago in Creed II. I spoke with Florian Big Nasty Montaneo, who played Drago's son, as well as Creed II director Stephen Capel Jr.
2: Stephen Capel Jr., director of Creed... And Florian, big nasty Montiano, you know what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was telling you guys before. We, we were chatting a little before we started rolling, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, I mean, man, um, we interviewed when Creed came out. We interviewed um, Dolph Lundgren over the phone, and I remember being. I, I was already, the seeds for this were already. You know, all of us were already thinking that. You know, yeah. we, and I was like, what? What would you tell Adonis? You know, I mean, he'd say. I must break you. (laughs) But um, so so I just loved when it actually came about. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you, before we get to any of that stuff, when did you first encounter... Rocky and did you have a favorite of of all of that series growing up?
3: Yeah, I encountered Rocky when I was a kid. Um, most like many others probably. Um but uh when I was born though, Rocky Five was about to like come out, I think. That was the latest. Um but the was first Tommy Gunn? It was Tommy <laughs> Gunn, Tommy Gunn. And so I saw uh Rocky Five probably first, then Rocky Four, and then uh I didn't see Rocky 1 until I was a bit older, like eight years old, and that, that was my favorite one. Um, it's it's the best one, I think. It is, but or even as a deep. kid, yeah, so I watched it as a kid. So as a kid, you're like, oh, this is motivating. Like, I'm amped up for this one. Um, and then as an adult, you watch it, and you're like, oh, this is very artistic. It's different. Yeah. He was doing something during his time. Sly's a genius. Like, all that stuff starts to go through your head. Um, so I'm always a fan of the franchise growing up. And so when Creed came about... It's nothing but excitement, man, just to see a spinoff, but on top of that, you know, a character that you like, Apollo Creed has a yeah. son, Mike yeah. bees of course
0: Mike B, so you love Mike B on the on screen. So yeah, it's just a great duo, great package. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I feel like I feel like uh, you know, when you're young, it's, it's Rocky IV, it's the montages, it's the, you know, it's the, you know, him versus the Russian. Um, but um then when you, you know, when you get a little bit older and you're like, "Damn, like yeah, this one best picture. Like this is yeah. the there's, there's a lot going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great love story, too." But um but anyway, um so but with this one, how do you decide as a as a director, you know, what you're gonna what you're gonna leave in in terms of callback to certain things you know we hear some of the music in the final fight we get the i must break you kind of in the subtitles and in in the translations and what do you side like you know let's not go there let's not have hearts on fire come in you know (laughs) let's not have living in america you know like how do do you kind of have a couple but but still make it you know no that was a difficult
3: challenge you know um that that was how do you fulfill people's expectations um and so when you kind of rewind it, and then you go back to you, you yourself, or myself as a director, what would I want to see on screen, uh, what would be too much, what I liked about the old Rockies, what I didn't probably like about the old Rockies, um, and then when you go from that kind of foundation, you then start to plant the seeds of, like, all right, here go some callbacks I would definitely love to hear from the Drago son. Um, Or, honestly, <laughs> after I picked up the project, people would see me in the street, or I remember my neighbor finding out I was directing the film, knocked on my door, and was like, <laughs> He's like, Drago better do this or that. or And I was like, wow, people have the expectations. I listened as well, you know, to see what fans wanted. I think Sly did too, when he wrote the draft, he knew what fans wanted. And so we try to give him as much as possible while still staying grounded, while still pulling the heart strings and everything like that. And like you just said it just now, the love story aspect, the family aspect, those are important. That's what make a Rocky film and Creed film in, like work. Once you got that, then you sprinkle in like the oh we're gonna have you know Jada Smith icon come out with the light show or yeah. Dragos come out with the fireworks and you just sprinkle it just
0: enough but right. without losing the soul if that makes any sense exactly and for your character sir I mean what I loved about it it wasn't it wasn't like a, so many other v- movies it it's just like a cookie cutter villain and they you exactly. know they have the big fight exactly. what I loved about it is you and and you know Don's character Yvonne Drago, um, there's you get your own father son thing. there's a yeah. lot of complexity so that you you almost get the even the almost like the first Rocky, you get like the moral victory you went the distance and overcame something even though you lost. like yeah. we're almost rooting for you to get up at the end yeah. too I even mean, we still want Jordan to win. but you know what I mean like we're still rooting that to just talk about how it was important that even the quote unquote villain of the movie, the antagonist had an actual story we could dive into.
2: Well, it's definitely important. I think, you know, this is a new generation, so you don't have this typical villain anymore. Like, Ivan was simply the killing machine that he is and no emotions, so uh, it's definitely changed a lot. And you can see that also in Black Panther, right, where you in the end you can feel for the villain, understand why he's doing certain things. Ironically,
0: the same actor Yeah, (laughs) Jordan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right? No, Killmonger, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah.
2: And we wanted to create that scenario, and Stephen told me right away when we started working that, you know, he wanted to create a scenario where in the end of the day you don't know who to cheer for, and I think we delivered that.
0: I agree. What was it like just working with Dolph? I mean, at plan oh, as your father. Yeah. Um, and I just love also that you wove in uh, your character's mother leaving. Just talk about working with, with Dolph and mining that father-son thing.
2: Well, Dolph, Dolph is great, you know. Um, he's one of the most humble and most grounded people um, that I got to know. And he initiated it like he really wanted to create a father-son bond. Um we had a lot of you know Russian classes together he initiated of working out together having dinner together really create this bond so that we are authentic on screen and he made he made it very easy for me to work you know because I'm the new guy mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really know what to expect and the whole cast not only Dolph but the whole cast together with Steven uh, and the uh, and the other great actors, they made it so easy for me to 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 fit into this whole project, and was simply great.
0: Now, what if, in terms of, well, both you and and Michael B Jordan, um, in terms of training mm-hmm. wise for the fights, yeah. how much actual I mean, training did they? I, actually, mean, I think uh, for us, an amateur
3: he Talk about the actual experience, yeah. but just me witnessing it and pushing them. Obviously, I mean, there were definitely times where they got mad at me. Um, we're all <laughs> you family, though. Like a desert, like in the movie? <laughs> no, no. For every, every hit they they received in a movie, I said, I'll take one. So uh-huh. even if it's by accident, um uh, he got hit more actually than Mike. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we had uh, a short window. And so these guys had to train like three times out of the day. They would do choreography. They would actually train and work out and do more choreography. And then this guy would then, you know, uh, do the Russian coach exactly. everything in one day before we actually filmed, yep. and then while we were filming, we just kept learning choreography. It's you've seen the movie. There's a lot of fighting in it. You yes. know what I mean. We have day five, you know, yeah. multiple times, and so <laughs> when doing so, they have to learn all those punches, yeah. each one, to make sure they don't kill the other guy or knock yeah. out the other guy, yeah. but yet still swing as if you're about to swing and hit a real person. Yeah. So it took a, a enormous amount of control, and for me, I didn't gather how much of a toll it was on these guys. And, and you know, I watched them during choreography because they walk through it very slow. But when you're in the ring and they're at it, I get caught up in like, all the adrenaline. Let's right. go do another take. And I'm like, wait, damn, these, these are tired. Taxing, you know, yeah. they're, It's taxing on their body. And yet, you know, they're actually doing a full round right. and throwing these punches and acting yep. on top of that. And here I am, like take man. three, let's do it again. <laughs> uh, not thinking like, oh man, like these dudes have to move on or get another angle. Um, but yeah, sorry for your experience. I know it was tough, and there was moments where you got injured. And...
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, uh, like you said before, we were really swinging hard, right? With fully extension, like you, you could really tell. And I, I think you, you have seen that.
0: Did you actually catch him a couple times? He catches. Oh yeah, you for sure, yeah. sure,
2: absolutely. He can, can you not? We
0: <laughs> Make
3: a face. Michael like, was up. You it's
2: but you know, I was I was trying and that was also his instructions that you know every every swing that I that I punch uh, should be with high intensity, right? Yeah. So there's not really a um a slowdown or something. Every punch should count. That was the, the instruction from Steven and That's why we try to keep the intensity always like 100% by saying that having an intensity that's always on the top level. it's it's really freaking exhausting and he's a
3: brawler too so like the different fight styles played in this movie as well you know what i mean so mike is very all technique you know um speed as we said in the first fight and then he's a brawler so it's like it's non-stop it's non-stop haymakers big punches like he's trying to end this dude you know and so that technique is again taxing and then mike's using his speed trying to move that is taxing so it's like the different styles in which they had to keep that mindset for the different fights they had, and Mike switching it up throughout, you know, on the second time around, like he's like switched up his style. He has to become yeah. a little brawler, so it took them, you know, things to learn, obviously. But um, we got there, man, and, and it,
0: it we yeah. finished. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, awesome. Well, I know they're giving me the go home. So just in closing, oh. I know in closing, ding ding, right? Cut <laughs> me, Mick. So um, in sort of in closing, I'm just. Big picture it for me, the, just the legacy and what Stallone has created here. The fact that it's, it's, I mean, we had the first, I guess, six was kind of its own thing. And now Creed's, like, entering another era, I feel like. I mean, I, I, I would assume Michael would come back for at least, at least I can see a trilogy, maybe even more. But I, I think now we got a daughter. I think there's a whole, like, third wave coming, you know, like Million Dollar Baby style. I think... <laughs> I thought she was gonna be named Adrian. What is it, Amora? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was rooting for an Adrian. But uh, um, but anyway. You
3: the a, though. We gave you the A. We gave you the A. <laughs> but very just
0: very subtle in, in general, do you think anything that could happen with a a, a, and B just but and just big picture too on the macro level, like the fact that Stone created this in his mind and wrote it like by hand in one weekend in nineteen seventy six and now he's still at it and still on screen. And he still continues that same passion.
3: So I think it has to come from that first. I think if Mike still has the passion and Tessa still have the passion, which I think they will, um um, and there's a genuine honest story to tell for creed 3 and creed 4 whatever it can go to um tomorrow one, Amara one. <laughs> drago, drago 2. uh but no i feel like and this was that 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 film that we wanted to like say hey this is creed this is rocky yeah. this is the drago so it felt more like an ensemble piece because everyone had a full arc and you can go places with those so we leave it up to the the filmmakers, the passion behind the MGM to see where they wanna Same. go with it. But
0: and Stallone's just as passionate in it, L- as B- he G- was all this career him, role.
3: He found this guy. And when I met him, you know, obviously it's intimidating. You're like, I'm about to meet sly, Rambo. it's about to be crazy. He, <laughs> he's gonna be mean, he's gonna shit, look me in the eye and I'm gonna be looking down, like how's yeah. it gonna be? And then he was like, Dude, we're making creed, da da da. He was super exciting, he's like, I have something to show you. Like it was a gift and he opened the door to his office, walked in, Popped on his computer. It's funny watching Sly on the computer. It <laughs> shows me a YouTube clip, and he's typing in his name. Like, Florian. Hey, you know, look at this, <laughs> Florian Big. No, exactly, <laughs> Florian Big Nasty. <laughs> and, and I was like, "What?" And then it, it pops up, and this dude is like training real hard and working out. And that's how he spotted this guy. And so, all could was to Sly because he kept that passion alive. He did not yeah. just hire anybody. You know, it was like the internet was booming with possible um, prospects of who can play Drago, yeah. and he was avoiding all that and focusing on. The right guy, um, yeah. so he found him. I he introduced me to him. We flew him out, and then his chemistry matched with Mike's. And he got the job. Awesome. He did his thing. No, yeah, man. Yeah, but Sly keeps it all the way, man. He's, yep. he's a real, he's a real artist, to be honest.
0: When he finally takes that final bow, I mean, people are gonna look back and just look at what Rocky, and just this franchise alone, man. Yeah, yeah. God, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty incredible. So thank you for doing it justice. I appreciate it. Sure. No, appreciate it. Thank you, you for having us.